Hi, I'm Jackson. I'm Lauren. And this is Who It Up? The Masked Singer and Dancer Podcast. Everybody, welcome back to Who We Let the Mass Singer Podcast. We're back. We're Season back. Season seven, episode three of what actually felt like a bit of a semifinal, if you think about it. I mean, technically, it was a semifinal. Yeah, it was just the, for only one person. It was the Group A finals. You heard that correctly. Three episodes in to this season. We already just had the Group A finals. Yeah, so we already know um, one person who's going to the finale, which is weird. It is weird. Um, I have thoughts about the structure of the season. I have, I have thoughts about. I have lots uh, of thoughts, and none of them are good, Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can, There are some potential upsides. However, mostly I am against it. Uh, yeah. And we will get into that. I don't think we need to start off with that. Uh, start off with negativity on this show. That's right. But uh, positivity, thank you for listening right now. Uh, we really appreciate you tuning into our humble little Mass Singer podcast. We know the Mass Singer isn't necessarily what it used to be. However, we know that we still love it. We're still uh, raring to go. Uh, sorry if you just heard our air conditioning just turn on. That's unfortunate. New yeah. apartment. We're It's because Jackson likes being cold. Okay, it is set to like... 75 degrees right now. <laughs> I promise you. And I'm cold. In no world is that cold. In literally no world. Anyways. But moving on from that, thank you for listening. We really do appreciate all of your support. Um, if you want to support us even further, we have a Patreon where we post some bonus content for this show and our other show, The Greenlight Podcast. Yeah. So feel free to check that out, please. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't cost too much a month, as little as a dollar to True. to get some bonus content. So if you like us, if you like what we do, do that. Uh, if you like us, but don't uh, have the means to support us financially, you can always leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's right. And Lauren's looking it up right now, and we might have a new one. We do have a new review. Whoa, a new new? A new new review. Let's go. Yeah, Crafty Mom Georgia says, love your podcast. Thank you for your deep dives into the clues. I love to listen to your guesses. Well, we love to read your review, Crafty Mom Georgia. Crafty Mom Georgia. You know, I that I am I am a crafty, not mom, but a crafty person. Yeah. Uh, do you think... Her, I, I identify with you, Crafty Mom Georgia. Do you think her name is Georgia, or do you think she lives in Georgia? Or both? That would be crazy if it was both. That'd be cool. That would be crazy. If I it mean, was that both. would definitely warrant putting Georgia in your uh, your name on Apple Podcasts. That's I true. Would say. You have to. You have to. Uh, well, Crafty Mom Georgia, whether your name is Georgia or whether you live in Georgia, we appreciate it. Uh, if you want to be like Crafty Mom Georgia and have your review read on this podcast for hundreds of millions of listeners to hear, ah. <laughs> give or take, um, <laughs> give or take a few millions, yeah, uh, then you can. Uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. We also, final housekeeping thing, I think. We have been live tweeting these episodes that's over right. on our Twitter at who is, wait. Who is that pod? Who is that pod? Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so we've been live tweeting these. Uh, I enjoy it. It's fun. We typically watch it around 8 p.m. on uh, Thursday, 8 p.m. PST, PDT. Yeah, daylight time. PDT. About to be just always PDT, That's potentially. True. Just depending PT. If this, what is it? The Sunshine Act? The Sunshine... Something? Sunshine Protection Act. That's what it is. Sunshine Protection Act. Yeah. If that goes through... This is the legislation we are willing to push through, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, whatever. Seems nice, but... <laughs> it, it seems nice, but trivial at yeah. the end of the day. Anyways. Yeah. Anyway. We're not here to talk about politics. We're no. here to talk about The Mass Singer. That's right. Which, we might get some politics on The Mass Singer if uh, our 
friend. Uh, actually, I won't say friend. In no world would I say friend. Uh, our uh, acquaintance Rudy Giuliani shows up on the show. Ah, uh, yes, yes. As perhaps I was teased. like, where is he going with this? <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyways, besides that, uh, let's dive into the show, shall we? Do you have anything you'd like to talk about, Lauren? I've been yammering on. You have been yapping. <laughs> All right, then. Okay, okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm going to let kidding. Lauren take the reins for the rest of this one. Um, well, I mean... Yeah, most of my overall show notes have to do with the structure that I, again, continue to be mad about. But we can talk about that more in depth at the end. Um, yeah, so I'd we say, can start with all the fun stuff. I'd say end would be good. Um, but yeah, we had we had three contestants from our first group. So three worlds the three collide. Remaining, yeah, one from each group. Um, when worlds collide. Uh, SpongeBob episode, so you won't get it. Ah, okay. But there was a SpongeBob episode that was like... I think it was actually a maybe a two to three parter where it was like they went in the future and in the past and hmm. they had a song called When Worlds Collide. That's fun. And it was like the future and past collide. I remember the superhero one and I remember I remember a caveman thing. So is that from that when yeah. they went to the past? Yeah. Okay. So, so I saw part of it at least. When worlds collide. Future Future <laughs> That's Squidward. All Anyways, right. uh, but two, three worlds uh, collided tonight. Yeah, two, the good, the bad, and the cuddly. Two big boys and a delicate bug. Yep. That's what so, I So, yeah, down. from Team Good, we had Firefly. From Team Bad, we had Cyclops. And from Team Cuddly, we had Thingamabob. Thingamabob. And it was a double elimination, which it I was. did not realize this was going to be a double elimination until people tweeted at me yesterday. Yeah. And said, before the double elimination, here are my guesses for these three people. They are getting a little too uh, loose with their double eliminations, I feel like. I feel like it used to be a rare thing. Now it feels like it's every other week we're that's getting a I'm double saying, elimination. Man. That's what I'm saying. But maybe that's just me. Maybe that's because uh, the mass Singer is always on my mind. That's You're right. You're always on my mind. Put me on the mass Singer. That would be a good song to sing. Anyways. So, yeah. Uh, we had Three Worlds Collide. Um, uh, overall, there wasn't necessarily a theme to this one. It no. was just three worlds colliding. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the structure of this, each person performed once. Yeah, cool. uh, we did get a real clue package this week, which was great. We did. We did. Not really a big, like, <laughs> bonus clue after the performance, but that's okay. Um, and then we saw them perform all together as a group number for their, like, final, their final showdown. And they started playing the music for the final countdown. And I was hoping they were going to sing that, but they didn't. But yeah. that's okay. But they sing another another great song that we yeah, will Yeah, I really talk about. I do love the group numbers. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think it was a, it was a, a that itself was a solid choice. So I I, I, I didn't hate that. Um do 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 yeah. I think uh thank you for mentioning structure cuz that's important. Uh shall we talk about Nick Cannon and his sort of outfit rating that we have we shall. this week? You know All what? Right. You know what I will say about this outfit? It was a new what? outfit. Have, it was. I can confirm that I have never seen this outfit before. I know that for a fact. I think I can hear where Lauren's rating is going, but why don't you tell the people what Nick was wearing in case All right. they forgot. So Nick was wearing a metallic kind of like bluish silver suit. Yes. Um, very, very shiny. A little tacky, but you know, that's, that's what the Masked Singer is all about. It's the opinion of one of us. Uh, no shirt under the jacket. You know how I feel about that look, Jackson. I do. Yeah. And then he was wearing this, like, Love very it. blingy silver necklace. It was very, like, promish. There were a lot of, like, it looked very, like, costume jewelry-ish, which is fine, you know. A lot yeah. of, like, I mean, honestly, it was probably very expensive. It just looked costume jewelry-ish. Aren't we all wearing costumes in our lives? That's right. That's right. Every day. Um, but, you know, it looked kind of, like, like promish. It was, like, kind of a big, yeah. almost collar. Like, it was a big, thick necklace. Yeah, yeah. Um, with, like, a lot of smaller chains, I guess. That um, it was. And then that the kind was. of charcoal gray, sparkly loafers that he wears sometimes. Yeah. And that's about it. 
Yep. Yeah. And now what are your thoughts on it, Lauren? Seven out of ten. Okay. I give it a seven out of ten. That's not as low as I thought you were gonna go. Yeah, no, I didn't I didn't hate it. And I do think if ever there was a time to wear a really, really tacky suit like this, (laughs) it would be on the mass singer. Yes. That's what it's for. But you know what? I think I would have been happier with this if maybe he had worn not the full suit, maybe just the jacket. Or, you know, if he had done it and maybe worn like a white turtleneck there under we it. Go. There we go. I think that would have really pulled the look the together. He could have even kept uh, the, the necklace on on top of it. That would have been That's true. That would have been great. Could have would been, have been Elsa, you know? Could, could have been interesting. A snow princess, snow yeah. queen. Yeah. Um, I I was a bit mesmerized by just the, the suit itself. <laughs> like, I feel like if I was in person, I would just, You'd be like, like my eyes would be glued to it. Um, it reminds me a bit, uh, there was, I don't know if you're familiar with the stores FYE for your entertainment. Oh, of course. Yeah. Jackson, well, you, you I grew, grew up, up in Concord, North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, you went to, uh, I went to Concord Mills. Concord Mills. There and now that giant one... store is a Forever 21. It's sad. It is sad. Rip, rip FYE. They still yeah. have the FYE there. They still have a location, but it's, it's just, very it, small yeah, now. It's... Anyways. <laughs> so I went to FYE and I believe it was a Back to the Future hat that had like a metallic, like a holographic kind of deal but yeah but it was like also rainbow colored so that's what the suit reminded me of you could say and i shall say it through you because i'm not going to repeat it um (laughs) i think this was a like a 7.8 just because of the nostalgia it provided me 7.8 okay Brought you back to that very specific moment. 7.8, yes. That all of us can identify with, I'm exactly. sure. Exactly. <laughs> I figured everyone would enjoy the story. Yeah. Uh, so, shall we go specifics? We only have three people to talk about. This might be a shorter one, folks. Yeah. This might be a shorter one today. But let's Especially start off- Especially because we didn't get too, too into the clues with the two eliminations, but- Yeah. 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 I, see, that, that's an interesting thing that they did, and I feel like it was intentional that they gave us more clues on the night where they were going to get people off. Because it didn't give people too much time to, like, look into them. Yeah. And I'll say, like, these were, it was some tough guesses. It was some, Mm -hmm. I would be impressed with with whoever got these, like, just off the dome, I would say. I feel like these might be. These are definitely not celebrities that I would just come up with. Yeah, for sure. So, but let's start off before we talk about anyone under the mask. Let's talk about them wearing the mask in their performances. Starting off with our boy, Thingamabob, Let's go. singing classic by MKTO. Is, is it MKTO? So Did I write that correctly? Or is it MTKO? You know, I just wrote classic. So I don't know. You talk about the performance while I look it up. Well, I thought this performance was fabulous. Uh, if you do follow us on Twitter and you were keeping up with our live tweets, you know that I, I did say that, you know, he definitely was a little bit out of breath in the second half of the song. But this is an incredibly challenging song because it's so many, like, high notes that you really need a lot of support and power behind. It's a very energetic song. And frankly, not just to pull off the song, but if you wanted to move at all with it, and he was doing a lot of like running around and a little bit of choreography, like it's a hard song. So I definitely understand, you know, him being a little bit out of breath. And I think that he still did a really great job. Um, We didn't hear any like major mess ups. You know what I mean? And that is definitely a victory. Yeah, absolutely. I, number one, this song hit at a very specific time in my, like, growing up. Like, I remember, like, hearing this song and then, like, looking up MKTO and realizing, oh, they have very little music besides this. Yeah. Uh, when it, did this come out? Uh, th- so, let me... It, I think it was when I was when we were in high school. 
That's um, what I think too. I single just, I'm not twenty sure. June twentieth, twenty thirteen. So right when we were in okay, twenty thirteen. Yeah. So like right after sophomore year. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just it it rocked my world. Um, it was <laughs> it was such a good song. I loved the song when it came out, and yeah, I I liked them as a group. Uh, fun fact: MKTO, Malcolm Kelly, and Tony Aller. Huh. Where you get the where you get the name? They met while filming the Nickelodeon TV series Gigantic, which I have never heard of. I think I've heard of it. I've definitely never seen it though. Anyways, fun fact about that. So I love the song choice that Thingamabob chose. I definitely agree. Like it's a tough song, and and he could... still did a great job. Like vocally, yeah. he can definitely pull it off. Oh, I yeah. think he might have just like, you know, they could have maybe slowed it down a tiny bit for him. You yeah. know what I mean? Or like. They, he could have just done a little less movement. He could have sort of done more of what Cyclops did, have had everyone dance around him while he was singing in the middle. So yeah. there was still movement on stage for the energy that the song needed to have. It was it was interesting because it felt like he almost started out of breath. I don't remember exactly how the song started, but I wonder if there was just a lot of movement at the beginning that sort of got him behind on his breath and then he couldn't really pick it back up. Maybe. Yeah, I I would like to hear this person sing it without the mask, and standing still. Because I think they would body the song. Yeah. But once again, excuse me, yeah, it's still did the, awesome. Yeah, the chorus is so many like high notes in a row with not a lot of yeah. time to breathe. It's like... Da, 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 da. You know what I mean? That's tough. That's tough. I would love to hear like a slowed down version of the song. Interesting. It might I think it could somewhere. be nice. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, Tangent. Still think about Bob's awesome. Uh, and yes. we love him. Yeah. What do we do here? Now, um, us, that's you and a good I. question. That is a good question. I mean, it's it's two out of three eliminations. Maybe we should just go ahead and say, hey, if you haven't watched the episode yet and you care about spoilers, go yeah, ahead and turn it off yeah, now. Yeah. But do do we want to like go ahead and talk about the clues at all, or should we save the clues? Um, we can at least say like what all the clues were because we're definitely okay. not going to touch on all okay. of them later. Okay. Okay. Good point. All right. All right, so um, the clues that were in here, um, he so he basically talked about how he grew up with not a lot of money. He sort of went through a mirror, but it, I think all the contestants did that. So I wrote that down as a clue because it was the first time, but sure. then it turned out to not really Might be a have clue. Been a theme. We saw a kangaroo yep. and um, a what is it called? A joey. A joey in in its pouch. A little baby. Um, there was a cowboy hat. Baby. There was, um, I guess the person sort of playing his mom in it was wearing what looked like an Elsa wig. Yeah. Like the, the platinum blonde with the braid on the side. Gotta be honest. I don't think that came up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, he talked about being blindsided. He told his family what his dream was. His siblings stopped talking to him. His parents, you know, like sort of stopped talking to him as well. Um, there was a jungle gym. There was a red suitcase with a bull on it i thought maybe that was a red bull clue i don't know perhaps and then we saw a wrecking ball as well and i think that was about it oh and then also um he said after the song for my job not everybody thinks i could do this uh he wants to like represent yeah yeah which that made you pointed you in the direction of someone who's not necessarily a performer right or at least not a singer i i don't think i picked up on this when hearing this for the first time but the blindsided clue actually Takes a lot more meaning knowing who this person is. Ah. Uh, Anyways. Were they in the blind side? No. Oh, okay. But uh, I'll, I'll explain whenever we uh, re- reveal who it is. But uh, yeah, just initial thoughts when I heard this. Um, I wasn't feeling as confident as my on my uh, Jaimon Hansu clue or guess because, once again, it, 
even as an actor, I feel like singing is close enough that you could imagine them doing it. Right. But with this, it felt like someone who may be a comedian at, at closest and then probably more like an athlete or someone else. Yeah, this definitely pointed in athlete directions, but I yeah. was still leaning on my Dave Batista clue. Which, um, I mean, Dave Batista still, like... Well, yeah, I mean, it was still, like, a, sense. you know, oh, well, this is not something that you would expect. Yeah. Um, and then 100%. we saw a clue later in the group number about his finishing move being a clothesline, and I yes. was like, okay, I've never heard of anyone using a clothesline in a real fight, Yeah. but that is a very, very common wrestling move. Yeah, absolutely. So I was like, Dave Batista? Perhaps. Um, yeah. Perhaps. Anyway. All right, shall we move on to our second contestant of the evening, our second big boy, Cyclops. Cyclops. Blink, blink, blink. All right, Cyclops saying flash dance. Co- uh, parentheses, what a feeling. Yes. By Irene Cara. What a feeling. Um, my initial thought is, why do they keep giving Cyclops, like, the the coolest dancers and, like, the best sets and the coolest backgrounds? Because he can't move, Jackson. You they might be right. They need something to draw, draw your eye. I mean, you might be right. That's probably a good guess. It, 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 I always like watching Cyclops perform because I know the Masked Singer is going to do a lot yeah. to make up for the fact that he Why can't are you move. protecting him? Yeah. And it uh, turns out they didn't do a good job if they were trying to protect him. But anyways, um, I don't know. Uh, his vocals have never blown me away and yeah, they continue to not. It was fine though. He really isn't bad. He really isn't bad. Like any really other isn't. season, he could make it pretty far. Just well, not okay. this season. Here, I've been thinking about that. I feel like we say that, and but I feel like at this point we've said that on like half the seasons that we've been on. That's true. <laughs> been okay, like, so maybe like so the seasons point, before we, specifically season three, he could have made it pretty far. Yeah, season that's a good three point. and season five, he could have made it pretty far. True, true. <laughs> uh, the odd number seasons, which eh, yeah, and probably season one too. Season yeah. one, he would have done decent. But yeah, um, still definitely like. Out of this three, the weaker of them all. Yeah. I'm honestly going to be so furious if some of the other groups tend to be weaker. Yes. Because it came down to two really good people and one pretty solid person still in this last three. Yeah. I had something to say and I totally lost it. I I literally saw it leave my mind. (laughs) I was like, wow. It said bye. There it goes. (laughs) Uh, Anyways. um, Yeah. Do we want to talk about the clues maybe? Yeah, let's talk about some clues. Let's talk about some clues. All right. Do you want me to do it? Uh, yes, please. Okay. So first of all, um, when going into this performance, because I guess he was talking about um, Thingamabob's performance, but he went into a truth booth that said recording in progress. Yeah, so that definitely kind of makes you think like, I don't know if he's done voiceover, if he's a singer or something like that. I don't know. Um, he talked about coming a little closer why did I write bartender? Oh, he was like talking about a low point in his life and there were sort of mm. bottles lined up. Like maybe it looked like, you know, something like on tap. Yeah. Or, you know, he was doing science experiments. I don't know. Sure. Um, but I wrote maybe bartender or someone who had an alcohol problem. Yeah. Um, we saw a bust of David. Yes, we did. Um, we saw um, a lottery ticket that said 15 days to win. Yeah. A podcast was mentioned. He said his favorite musician wanted to feature him on a new album. Um, That was like a huge deal for him. He said um, this performing on this show is his way of reliving that joy over and over. And then we saw a violinist. Yeah. Or a fiddle player. Or a fiddle player. Some would say. That's the same instrument. Yeah. Um, 
knowing who this person is in hindsight, I feel like you'd have to be a big fan of who they were to like yeah. get these clues. Uh, actually, fun fact, I, I do recall something that I have seen this person on. They had a guest starring role on How I Met Your Mother. One oh, episode. yeah? Yes, they That's did. Fun. And I'll talk about that later when we talk about them. But um, Is there an NPH clue somewhere? I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think if there was any How I Met Your Mother clue. I don't know. Like, I mean, he was really funny on that episode. I don't know if that that's a high enough point in his career for it to be sure. like featured on this show. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was, it was interesting. The, both of these, uh, both of the people who got out tonight were unexpected. Yeah. I, I would definitely say that. Yeah. Shall we move on to our last contestant? I think we may have to. Who was our sole survivor tonight? <laughs> sole survivor, uh, was Firefly. Yes. In case you couldn't tell. And, uh, Firefly saying attention by Charlie Puth. That's right. What happened to Charlie Puth? I know he's still like out there doing stuff, but Okay, I, I was actually gonna ask you when his name came up, I don't know why in my mind I thought that he died, but I'm not <laughs> Charlie sure. Puth? You I, thought Charlie Puth died? Hold on, I'm Googling this right now. Charlie if Char- if you say Charlie Puth is dead. <laughs> There's no way. He's like thirty, maybe. Anyways, Lauren's currently looking up Charlie Puth dead, question mark. I can only assume. Okay, uh, well, apparently there was a celebrity death hoax. Well, everyone has a celebrity death hoax. Okay. Well. One day I hope to be famous enough. Well, to I mean, I didn't think he had, like, died from hoax. natural causes. I. <laughs> a murder? Well, <laughs> no, I thought that he was killed in a shooting. This is oh. a really dark topic to be touching on in this show. I'm you very thought, sorry, you guys. You thought the mob got to Charlie Puth. <laughs> no, I. I thought for some reason that he was there when that shooting happened in Vegas, I think. Okay. That sure. was that was what I thought. Gotcha. But that is was not correct. That is not the case. So, yes. Charlie Puth is alive and well, I hope. Yes. Charlie, come on I the pod to discuss. I hope you're doing well. Uh, but yes, <laughs> anyways, what a tangent there. Firefly Sorry, saying attention by Charlie Puth, and Lauren is now going to talk about what she thought of this performance. I thought it was good. It didn't like blow me away, but I thought it was good. Yeah. I think same. Of the first three initial performances, it was definitely the smoothest. I would probably yeah. argue the best of the first three performances. I don't know. I still thought Thingamabobs was the, was the best. <laughs> Even though, again, he was a little bit out of breath, I still yeah. thought he had the best performance. I thought his voice sounded the best. I just it, thought yeah. the Firefly, like, yes, it was smooth, but I didn't think she did anything special with her voice. Sure. On the song. I hear what you're saying. And especially for, like, a double elimination, I felt like I needed to be a little more impressed. Yeah. I, uh, it's so hard because I just love Thingamabob so much. I'm trying hard not to have bias. But I I do think that Firefly's vocals are very strong. Um, I'm trying to think back on her performances. I, I, I definitely, like... I don't know if I've been super blown away yet, yeah. but I've been impressed. Well, this is, might be a little bit of a spicy take. I thought that the most excited I ever was about her voice was when she like started her first performance and then there had to go. leave. There and then go. when she came back, she didn't quite sound as good. Hot take. I f- feel like every time she's come on stage, I've been expecting something extraordinary, and we just haven't quite gotten there. She's only deteriorated in Lauren's mind. <laughs> but you know, I just thought Thingamabob's voice was like... So good. Yeah. And even in the group number that we're going to talk about in a little bit, he yeah. hit some really great moments. And Firefly hit some good moments. Yeah. But yeah. Thingamob hit really great moments. I agree. I I agree. Um, I think Firefly is the most consistent. Yes. 
I'll say from that. what we've seen, even though, again, we're like that. three episodes in. Yes. But, but this is the last time we're going to see Firefly before the finals. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Wild. Okay. Uh, let's move on to the clues for Firefly before we get too heated. Um, would you like to talk about these? Let's go for it. So okay. when we first see Firefly, she is on a field in front of pink flowers. She talks about how she never shied away from the spotlight. Um, she We saw a picture of Kanye. And um, she loves to dress up in her mom's clothes. Um, We saw someone, you know, playing her mom who had a purple wig on. She had a pink feather boa. We saw some scissors, a fire alarm on top of a couple $1 bills, uh, a half pipe with skateboards. She was holding dynamite. And then one of them actually said TNT on it. Um, There was a measuring tape. She was getting a red kind of like collared sweater dress measured with black boots Mm-hmm. Um, and like we talked about, she's saying attention and, uh, oh, someone asked her, what would it mean to go to the finale? And she said, it would mean everything. So I thought that maybe there was a little bit of a twang there. Yeah. Maybe someone who is a little bit Southern. I don't know. But yes. I agree. Also, Jojo Siwa came and, um, did a little like, yay, Firefly thing. But we don't know if they actually have a connection to know each other or if, you know, they just got Jojo Siwa back as a former contestant and said, wish good luck to Firefly. Yeah. No, that's a that's a super good point. Um, yeah, I think that's all we have about that. That's no? about it for now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, we can talk about who we think this is later, I think. Yeah, we can. We can. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about that group number that they did at the end. The final our, showdown. Our final showdown. The final countdown. Of sorts. Not the final countdown, unfortunately. But it was another very good song. Yes. I feel good. Very classic. No, 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 And let's talk about it. I think this might have been <laughs> my favorite uh, vocals I've seen out of all of them this season. I think that's fair to say. Like, Thingamabob I, sounded fantastic. I, I thought Thingamabob stole the show for me. I agree. In this song. I did think Firefly sounded great. I like, do too. Um, Yeah, she sounded similar too, and I, I really should have looked it up. But the woman who covers this song yeah, like has a popular cover of this song. Sure. But anyway. But yeah, strong vocals all around. It, it's, hard, it's hard for Cyclops being next to both Firefly and Thingamabob. He was like, I feel good. Yeah. But he was putting himself out there. He was he doing was. it. And he still sounded good. He did. He he really did. I don't want to bash Cyclops too much. It's just next to all the other people like Yeah. We've had some really strong contestants in this group. Yeah. As you know, Lauren, I am a fan of competition. However, I think overall just the structure of this is it's kind of nice. It feels more collaborative instead of um Con- Every con- masked person for themselves. Conflictory. And- Conflictory? Yes, you get what I'm saying. I know what you mean. Yes, I don't you know, know the right word I'm trying if to If I know of. what you mean, it might as well be a word. Felt less antagonistic. Sure. And it was it was just nice. I think it was, it was a good way to go out for a couple of our contestants. And uh, yeah, I, I, th- I, th- I would like to see them do more of this maybe. I agree. Because I think this is the first time they've done anything like this, right? They've done kind of beginning of the episode group numbers, sure. but I don't think they've ever done it as part of the competition. Yeah, and so I, that was I, cool. I liked it. It was cool. I would even love to see, like, you know, I mean, obviously they sang together at parts. If they have talented enough singers, it could be cool to see some harmonies. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, throw I don't some know. harmonies in there. Whatever. Come on. Whatever. Do a little, like, I mean, 
quartet if there were four of them action. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, unfortunately, it's not how these things go, Lauren. And our beautiful, two of our beautiful contestants had to be eliminated. That's not how the cuddly crumbles. That's not how the cuddly crumbles. And I was going to make a joke, but that would have given something away. Let's talk about the first uh, contestant who was eliminated. Drumroll as to which costume it was. Cyclops. We okay. all saw it coming. Yeah. I would have been mad if it didn't happen. It had, it had been on the horizon. Props to Cyclops for making it this far. Because yeah. <laughs> didn't necessarily expect that. Uh, do you remember any of the, the guesses the judges made? Because I don't think any of them got it right. Yeah. Um, they Someone, Jenny said Zach Brown. Zach Brown was um, one for Cyclops. I... <sighs> I, I, they I, the only ones, oh, they said Dave Batista. Dave Batista for, for this Cyclops, one, which is for funny. Cyclops, which is interesting. Uh, who did Jenny guess for Cyclops? Jenny guessed Zach Brown. Jenny did guess Zach Brown, and that was incorrect. Yeah. Um, what about Robin? Robin guessed uh, a singer. I was hoping you wrote it down. Nope. Okay. No notes for this guy. But yeah, guy. he guessed a singer. He felt really like gung-ho about it, too. He was like, it's confirmed. I know exactly who this is. Oh, he did. I remember. I just can't remember exactly who it was. Well, anyways. That's okay. None of them were right, it <laughs> turns right. out. And we were not right either. Neither yep. of our guesses were correct, though we I didn't even confident. know who this person was, to be fair, though. Because yeah. I did not watch the very famous show that they were on. <laughs> correct. Correct. So, um, our good friend Cyclops, it turned out to be... <laughs> Jorge Garcia. Jorge Garcia. You probably know him as Hurley on Lost. That is, is by far his most famous role, I would his say. Claim to A fame. SAG Award winner, I assume, for Lost. Um, yeah, he is He is one of those actors that I think a lot... Of, did you recognize his face? He looked familiar, but... Sure. I, I mean, Yeah, I definitely would not have known what his name was. Yeah. Or I, I, I couldn't have said anything he was in. I also have not watched Lost. That's a show that I think I should watch, and oh. probably one that I would enjoy. I think. For some reason, I thought that you had seen Lost. I have not. Huh. My my family, I think everyone in my family besides me has seen Lost, oh. and they loved it, which is how I like recognized him. But sure, I think when it first came out, at least when it like first first came out, I was a little young. I think to really enjoy it. But anyways, it's it's one that I feel like I should watch. But yeah, Hurley from Lost, Jorge Garcia, and I'll say this. I don't think I've enjoyed someone singing without their mask on before this much. I just thought it was adorable. Yeah. Just seeing his, well, seeing his tiny like, head. Normal size head, but peeking yeah. out of a massive costume. Yeah, exactly. Like his arms and his like hands. Yeah. And when he put them up to his face, yeah. they were huge. Well, and I think it's funny, too, because Jorge Garcia, he's not like a small man. You know, right? So but this costume still made him look very small. It still dwarfed him in a in a uh, grandeur way, I would say. But uh, yeah. And he also sounded like better and more confident without the mask on, like a lot of people do. I mean, and especially with that one, yeah, like, that it thing's can't huge. Be easy. He cl- he can't see at all. <laughs> yeah, he literally can't like hold the head up. Yeah, <laughs> all the way. So it it can't be easy for him. So um, really cool. Like I I like the the pick. Um. Not an A-list celebrity for sure, but still someone who like a lot, a lot of, people of people would recognize. Yeah, a lot of people have an attachment to. I doubt a lot of people would guess, to be honest. Yeah. So, um, you know, if if the mass singer's goal is to uh, make sure we don't guess, then good job. <laughs> GG's. GG's. Mass singer. 
Uh, anything else about Cyclops or Jorge Garcia? I think that's it. But yeah, I mean, he seemed like just a, an adorable kind of guy. Yeah. So seems like a really chill dude. Yeah. Uh, seems nice. Yeah. I would actually like to to get a drink with both Cyclops and Thingamabob at the same time after seeing both of them on. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it would be a fun. Come on the pod to crew. discuss. Yeah. And we either, can have beer. That's either fine. Either one of y'all. We are <laughs> twenty one plus. That's some right. Would say. All right, moving on to our uh, next contestant who got eliminated. <sighs> Someone who I know for me was the clear emotional favorite so far. Granted, we've only Not seen even emotional. My hundred percent favorite. Favorite, just in terms of vocals, yeah, across the board for sure. Um, in case you you probably know, Thingamabob. Yes, was the second contestant eliminated on this episode i was shocked like after seeing the performances i was like okay thingamabobs wasn't perfect but like no way yeah. no way thingamabob goes home and yes way yes way it can't believe uh, it it's very unfortunate it's just really unfortunate and maybe now is a good time to talk about how this episode was structured because sure, this or season. how this season is structured excuse me yeah. because like no way should two people that good have to go up against each other this early in the season. I understand yeah. they're sending you to the finale this early. Yeah. That's one way to structure it. But I just felt like, you know, we talked about this last week. It seemed like the whole point of having the teams or like, yeah, the teams was to not have this group structure that has really just gotten in the way of some really great people making it as far as they should into the season. Yeah. You know, in the past. So we were hoping that with the teams, they would fix it. They would mix it up. They'd be like, okay, we'll do two people from each team that compete every episode. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Last team standing wins. Cool. Yeah. But like, it just seems like this, you know, the the teams just have kind of become a gimmick that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And it's not that I needed the teams to mean something. I needed them to break up the group ABC structure. Yeah. yeah. And I understand the whole thing of like, Oh, we only have X amount of days with these people. <sighs> but I don't know, man. I don't know. I have I think you know what? You know what? Even if even if you had to just be like, "Okay, we're going to have each person here for one day. They're going to film like four songs." Yeah. And then their reveal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not yeah. even film it in an episode. If that's what you have to do, if you never can have them in the same room, that's fine. I would prefer that to what we're doing now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to be referencing season two a lot because, A, I think it's my favorite season ever of The Masked Singer. And I think it I think it just did such a good job structure-wise that I think it's, yeah. it's a good case study for us here now. Yeah. So I, I looked it up. Obviously, we've talked about before how Rottweiler is probably our favorite contestant all time. Of Mass course. Singer. Um, at the very least, top two. <laughs> I think, <laughs> you know. And I looked it up. Rottweiler performed, including the finals, seven times on his season. Seven times. And part of the reason why he was able to perform that many times is because of the structure where they, they went back and forth between there weren't, there weren't groups and yeah. you know, the episodes were filled more with performances because the way we have it set up now, it's like, okay, we have technically four performances with the group number, but like, that's yeah. it. But like, 
like this episode only three people performed. I on that season there were consistently five to six people performing every week. Even down to the semifinals, there were five people performing. Five people, six people. Um, uh, there there were some weeks where there was that the the face off weeks which were fun, which were still fun. Five people, five people, six people, six people, and when you do it like this. Number one, you have less actual performances to latch on to some of these people. And here's what I think is is the biggest crime. Because sure, you have less performances. I think putting people in these like three-week spans where you see them, and then for Firefly, you're not going to see her until the very end. It robs you of an emotional arc throughout a season that I think is part of what the Masked Singer has been maybe missing a little bit. But, you like, know. that's part of why we loved The Masked Singer in its earlier seasons. Exactly. Because if if you had, like, okay, sure, a- another season two contestant, Thingamajig, who we loved, who we had an emotional attachment to, if didn't we had even only make seen it to him the three finals. Times, and, I mean, he, like, he might have made it to this episode, but it's like, okay, you know, okay, Thingamabob got out this episode, right? Yeah. So Thingamajig probably would have gotten out this episode, sort of in Cyclops' position, maybe. Yeah. And we would have been like, oh, that's too bad. We liked him. Yeah. And then we never would have thought about him or heard of him again. Well, and, and that's the thing. I think, like, I, I I would have to look back again, but I don't even think... I think Thingamajig maybe had four performances that season, so not too many more. But the fact that it was spread out, the fact that you, there was more anticipation leading up to it, you know, we got to... Whether it was spend more time actually on the show or just in our thoughts, perhaps, it, it, it allowed those, like relationships dare i say to like ruminate more in a I way agree. And, and even his relationship with nicola majig exactly nicola majig got some time to to settle to fester yeah and with this even if as much as i love thingamabob even if thingamabob wins and goes to the finals we have at least six weeks where we're not gonna see him yeah and how are you supposed to maintain, uh, like, an attachment to someone like that? Exactly. Well, because it's also, too, it's like, okay, obviously the studio audience is not there every single week. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, there are some people who will be in the audience for, like, a lot of episodes of The Masked Singer in a season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, again, I only did it once, but there are plenty of people <laughs> who will do it for, like, several episodes in a season. Yeah. So, you know what? Maybe the people voting might have an emotional attachment. Maybe they have seen some of these other performances. Yeah. And if you get to the finale and there's someone who you just saw the past three weeks and then there's someone who you've never seen before because they were like the first three episodes of the season. That's a good point. You know. Even just general, yeah, recency bias. That's a bias, yeah. Yeah. It it, it feels like it's geared more towards people who, who perform later in the season. It's just I and I even with the groups previously, they haven't done it like this, right? No, they haven't because yeah. they've they've eliminated like okay, one person from this group. Now we're yeah. going to see this new group. Now we're exactly. going to see this new group, and they've whittled it down sort of in a balanced way rather yeah. than all at once. And yeah. I I really think it's a scheduling thing, but you know, Mass Singer, if you're going to have slightly smaller celebrities, yeah, you can afford to not have groups like this. I <laughs> I have a bit of a theory as well, and I don't know. I don't know how much water it holds, but I'll discuss it anyways. I wonder if part of the reason why they're doing this is because people have gotten, like, so good at guessing that 
they don't want to give you that many clue packages. Well, that many clue packages, A, but also, like, because the way it's structured like this, it's like, okay, you figure... who who a person is on the first or second episode even like as soon as you possibly could you might only have to see them one or two more times one or two more weeks and then it's done whereas i mean season four it's like we literally knew who sun was after the first episode after the first episode and then she won so we saw her the whole season exactly so i wonder if this is mass singer's way of like sort of keeping the the guessing fresh a little bit you know because if you have someone who who can guess everyone right off the bat then they have to just wait the rest of the season to like you know just watch the for the performances which you know is a big part of it but still i think the guessing aspect is obviously one of the most fun yeah, parts. Yeah, but I think they could solve that problem by making the clues harder or maybe even I think doing so too. less clues. You know what? Yeah. Like even though we didn't really get clue packages last week, I don't hate the idea of if you are going to make it like we're seeing the same people throughout the whole season. Yeah. I don't hate the idea of having less clues or having really obscure clues. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, and I think like I I would much rather prefer that like either less clues more obscure clues more obscure clues excuse me rather than like the the way that it's set up now yeah and i you know i don't i don't want it to feel like we're being too negative because of course we still enjoy the mass singer of course we love we love watching the mass singer we love doing this podcast but and it's also like it's not like these people are like oh i'm gonna win life-changing money on this show you know i don't think the advantages really the advantages and disadvantages of being paired up against certain people like i don't think that comes into play as much when they're celebrities. Yeah, 100%. But, you know, it's just like, if you're a fan of someone who is really talented and you see them get eliminated so early, like, that's kind of sad. And I I think, too, like... Especially Thingamabob, this is not a person that anyone really knew could sing. Exactly. And I really wish we could have seen them more. I mean, because honestly, like... Yeah, once they retire from football, they could have a music career. Yeah. And and I think that's a moment that like I don't want to be dramatic, but that we were slightly robbed of is that yeah. whole because I feel like with Thingamajig, it was such a cool reveal to see oh, this is an NBA player, someone who doesn't sing. Yeah. And because we had such little time to like sit with Thingamabob, like it was like, "Oh, it's a football player. Cool." Wow, that's crazy. Moving on. Yeah. As, as opposed to it being a bigger deal. And I feel like it would have, even just with more time in general. Because I think it is really cool to see someone who performs so highly at one thing and then can also perform so highly at this other thing that's absolutely very different Very from different. It. And I mean, even like you said, you know, yeah, even if Thingamabob had made it to the finals, yeah, we still don't get that full season arc with them. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember that person who was really good. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. in the finals now. Great. Yeah. I don't know. I'm hoping this is just a weird one season thing and, and, and yeah. then next season it, it goes back. But I just feel like, you know, know. It's and tough. I'm sure we're not the only ones saying like we don't like the group structure. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like surprising to me that we've been saying this for like four seasons now. Yeah. And vocal leaders of the massacre community. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, I'm sure Lauren. we're not the only ones who don't like it. Yeah. You know, I would, I would actually, if, if y'all don't mind listening to this, uh, email us, um, tweet us, leave a review with your thoughts. Um, if you have the time, cause I would love to hear other people's perspective. Maybe we're like alone. On this structure. Maybe yeah. we're alone in thinking that, uh, you know, the group structure is is not great. Maybe everyone else loves it. Maybe y'all love it. Um, and if you do, like, don't let our our thoughts about it, like, sour your enjoyment of it. Yeah, for you know? sure. Because, like, if, if you love the group structure, then 
enjoy this time. Enjoy this time of the mass Singer where, they, where yeah. they're having this group structure. Before they change it. Yeah, before we won. Before we uh, file a petition. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. We'll make a change.org. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, so if you do great, tell us why you love it. We'd, we'd love to know why, and I think it would be it would be fun. Yeah, uh, it's but, a fun discourse. Um, if you agree with us, we also love hearing that too. So uh, definitely let us know. Yeah. Anyway, okay. so we talked about the group number. We talked about we haven't talked about who Thingamabob is yet. Oh shoot, you're right. <laughs> we, we also we haven't talked about who Firefly one. is yet. Yes. Uh, so Thingamabob is Jordan Mailata, offensive tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, so oh, this man, is we did get eagle clues, didn't we? We got a million eagle clues. Yeah. Which wow. I was I was like <laughs> they wouldn't do that, right? And they did. They um, did. But uh, anyways, uh, some of the other clues that made sense. Uh, Kangaroo, uh, Jordan is originally from Australia. Um, the Rock picture, uh, Jordan is Samoan, and as is, as the, is rock. the Rock. Um, there was the bull on the suitcase, which I assume is like bull, Michael Jordan, Jordan, Mylotta. Uh, there was also a bulldog. Uh, Jordan played rugby in Australia, and his uh, the team mascot was a bulldog. Aha. And um, one thing that uh, we were talking about before, which was the blindside clue, offensive tackles, um, especially, I don't know if he's a left tackle or not, but they are often known as protecting the quarterback's blindside. Because if you have a right-handed quarterback, their like back is to that side, ah, so it, it's called the blind side. Hence, go. why the movie is named the blind side. Um, and wrecking ball, he is nicknamed the human wrecking ball. <laughs> Pretty straightforward in that one. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Jordan, not uh, Liam Hemsworth, <laughs> not Liam Hemsworth or Miley Cyrus. But yeah. Jordan, it was it was great seeing Jordan on this show. I think it was it was a, once again a really cool story. And even though we didn't get like a full season arc or, or yada yada yada, it's still like I said, always really cool to see someone who um who you has just so- had no idea. Yeah, you had. I'd no say idea. we were so much blindsided, talent. Jackson. I'd agree, Lauren. I'd agree. <laughs> All right, Jordan uh, Jordan and Jorge, thank you for coming on The Mass Singer. Yes. Uh, before we wrap up, we can talk about some Firefly clues, perhaps. Yeah. And then so we'll get out of your hair. I do need to give credit. Um, our, our best Twitter friend, um, you know, formerly, formerly Adrian um, yes. on Twitter. Um, I think I think their username is different now, but we still know who you are. Yes. Um, had tweeted at us a few clues, um, not not clues, but saying, oh, before this double guesses. elimination happens, we want to tweet our guesses at you. Yeah. Um, for who these three people are, and you know, as much as I really wanted Firefly to be Lauren London, I felt good about that guess. The clues from this week were just not really lining up for her. Yeah. So I looked into our Twitter friend's guess, Tiana yes. Taylor. Yes. And it's looking pretty good. Boy, it checks out. <laughs> Boy, it checks out. Yeah. Um, so Jackson was kind of talking about, um, so first of all, we had the Tyler Perry clue, the Pharrell Williams clue, and now the Kanye clue. Yes. Um, so this person originally signed with Pharrell's record label, right? Yes. Yeah. Star Trek Entertainment, I yeah, believe. Yeah, and is now, I guess, with, or at least later signed with Kanye's record label. Good music. Um, and was in a Tyler Perry movie. One of the Medea films. Yes. Um, but so other things that specifically related to this week, um, when she was like 15, she was credited with choreography on Beyonce's Ring the Alarm music video. So that would be the fire alarm in the clue package. Yeah. Um, also, we saw Dynamite, TNT, and I was like, Tiana, Tiana Taylor, Taylor Dynamite, what could that be? T-N-T, T-N-T, Tiana, Tiana Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, checks out. Double T, definitely yeah. checks out. 
Um, I wasn't sure what the skateboarding thing was, but I did find a picture of her posing with the skateboard. And apparently she was on the, um, what was it? My Super Sweet 16, which was yeah. a reality show about like <laughs> insane Sweet 16 parties. Just apparently she was in a wealthy family, I guess. Yeah. Because she had a very extravagant um, 80s skateboard themed Sweet 16 party. Yep. Who would have um, guessed? Yeah, and uh, I believe the article I read said that it was season four, episode eight. So that's fun. There you go. Um, cool. Yeah, so there's that. I I don't think there was really anything else super specific that I saw, but I mean, yeah, I think that's pretty that's pretty straightforward. I would yeah, say. I think so. Unless we yeah. get some earth shattering clues that uh, change our mind. Yeah. Uh, probably Tiana Taylor, TNT, if you will. TNT. All right, that's all I have. We filled up this episode, actually. Yeah, we really, we really did. did. Not that much shorter with um, our rants. Yeah. So uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode of The Mass Singer, as well as this episode of Who Is That? The Mass Singer podcast. Um, I think that's all I have on this one. Group A, done. I See ya. That's it. Check. See ya, Firefly See in the later, finals. Firefly. And then I guess we're going to get a group B next week, which is exciting. I mean, in a way, it is cool. To see people it, later. But I also feel like they still preserves... have that problem with the wild cards. You know what I mean? Like that's the problem point. of not getting new people later in the season. That's a good point. Yeah. But that's okay. <laughs> but um, anyways, whole new group, uh, whole new guesses. Uh, we've gotten zero right so far. <laughs> yeah, but, we are uh, zero for zero. <laughs> you know what? Oh, well. Right. We have fun here. All the guesses have been relatively obscure. All the people. Not like yeah, super. I think the, the celebrity caliber might be a little lower this season. Yeah. Even though we all would have known who Rudy Giuliani was. But um, we'll see. I think we they might got, still that might have been their biggest celebrity. Might still see Rudy. <laughs> of this season. Uh, who knows? Anyways, everyone, uh, thank you for listening. And we will see you next time on Without the Mass Singer Podcast. Whoa. Bye.